Hey guys, welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams Podcast. I am your host, Ashton, with my awesome co-host, Zach. Uh, Zach, how are you enjoying the uh, bye week? Uh, We got ourselves a little mini podcast, kind of breaking down everything. We were waiting until later in the week in case that they traded something. Knowing our luck, they'll probably trade for someone right after we finish the podcast. Uh, But how are you doing in... uh, yeah, how, how are things going? Everything's going great. Um, you know, I feel a little recouped a little bit. Of, you know, being able to take a break off with the Rams, kind of getting everything resituated and kind of figuring out, you know, how the Rams are going to move forward um, kind of gave us a very non-stressful uh, Saturday or Sunday, um, especially with, um, you know, the 49ers losing to Kansas City. Um, and, yeah, so everything's going great. Yeah, uh, Zach, let's go ahead and kind of dive into the bye week news. Uh, the biggest news we've gotten hasn't been any trades. Uh, the Rams lost out on the Christian McCaffrey uh, situation, which they were very active in. Um, what's your just quick takeaways from that situation? Apparently the Rams offered something similar to the 49ers. Um, a lot of media elements are trying to say they lost out because they didn't have a fourth. No, they lost out because they didn't want to match the fourth. Uh, we had possibilities to match it and we just chose not to. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's probably the smart move. I mean, you know, I know, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a really great player and I think we all wanted him in the room because I think he could bring a different element um, to the offense um, he's such a versatile player, and you know he can be a you know a, a triple threat, um, whether that's pass rushing, um, you know using his using his legs or even catching the ball. I think he does. He's a really well-rounded um, running back, and I think he would have done great with us. But at the same time, um, you know we don't want to give up everything. We we know we know we're kind of in a tight spot as it is. And, you know, we're really looking um, at other positions as well, not just in the running pack position. So, you know, trying to find someone, you know, in the past, um, in the, in the edge position on the defensive side um, and, you know, really just looking at maybe what, what are other options that may not cost us as much capital, I think is a smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think it was one of those things where they had a contingency if they got McCaffrey for what they were asking for, that they were going to use some of the future next year picks to try to get a, let's say, moderate level edge rusher, kind of like a Robert Quinn, uh, someone that you could get for relatively cheap, uh, kind of bring in reinforcements for that position and get McCaffrey in the process. But it looks like Carolina was asking too much. Uh, the 49ers were willing to provide it, and we were not. So we ended up losing out. Uh, but in good news, Zach, we will be getting Van Jefferson, uh, Brian Allen, and Troy Hill all back with uh, Traven Howard and Bobby Brown seeming like they may come back. Uh, what's your kind of reactions to getting those players back? Um, you know, especially for having Van Jefferson back and then Brian Allen. I think those are the two biggest um, players to come back for our team. Number one, our offensive line um, has been very diminished over the last uh, you know, seven weeks and getting our center who really is the communicator for this offensive line, um, bringing him back, um, I think is going to be 
um, is definitely going to improve um, improve things, whether that's just by communication or you know helping protect him. Um, and I know we'll we'll talk about the offensive line in a little bit, but I think he just he just brings that presence that um, really I think has been missing over the last you know really the last six weeks since he's been out. Yeah, it definitely helps with uh, flexibility and depth on the line, getting him back, and he's been a really good center. Hasn't been the greatest center in the league, but he's been really good when he has been in, and I think we have really missed him, uh, especially with pressure coming up the middle a lot this season. Uh, let, let's talk about Kyron Williams. He he gets put back on the active roster. Uh, it seems like he won't be starting for another week or two, maybe. Uh, Zach, are you looking forward to Kyron Williams and uh, with – Let's be honest. Uh, tell me if you disagree, Zach. Uh, it seems like Cam Makers will be traded. Uh, so it's going to be Kyron Williams in a backfield between him and Henderson. Like, do you think this will be a good backfield? Do you think the rookie will provide any spark to this running game? I, I think so. I mean, we, we saw how he was in preseason, um, and I think there was a lot of hype for him. And I think McVeigh has even hyped him and has hyped him this past week, um, kind of noting, like, this is the presence that they want in that running back room. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what um, he's going to show once he's able to return. You know, um, Henderson is still um, – a player who I think we can rely on to, you know, get the yards we need, um, but is not, you know, necessarily the most explosive player. I'm really looking for Kyron Williams to be that kind of explosive back, um, you know, who can, you know, break tackles and, you know, get us that extra yardage that, you know, we've kind of been missing over the last, you know, two, three years. What about, what about, uh, we kind of skipped over Van Jefferson coming back. I mean, he's a, He's kind of a key player when it comes to the receiving core, um, especially um, you know the familiar the familiarity he has with Matt Staff Matthew Stafford, um, and just being able to play more of that long ball game that I feel like has also been missing. What are you, what's your take on getting Van Jefferson back? Uh, I think it's a really good step for our offense. We've needed we've been missing that extra element from the wide receiving core outside of one good game last against the Panthers, uh, really our wide receiving core has been not doing great. Uh, Robinson had a good game, but like he hasn't picked up. And I feel like Van Jefferson could have that breakout season um, and really put it all together. I felt like last year was kind of a disappointing year in the sense of having that huge breakout season. He was good, don't get me wrong, but it still wasn't like a thousand yard good. It he, he had his role, so hopefully if there's an opportunity in this offense for someone to take over that wide receiver two position, if Robinson keeps on not producing like we think he should, uh, maybe that connection with Stafford could uh, be something special uh, if he can continue to stay healthy after this injury. Yep, I, I agree. So, Zach, we've been waiting uh, for the trade deadline to come up and nothing has happened. What do you think the Rams are doing? Um, at least from my perspective, I think they were really pushing for McCaffrey uh, for a early kind of like 
uh, before the bye week uh, trade. And that's the only one they were looking for. Uh, everything else, I think they've been waiting until after Sunday because uh, I believe Les Need may put some nuggets out there saying that we want to kind of see the situation of the team. So I think the team is a little worried about trading away future assets if they're three and four, uh, which is interesting because I, I almost feel like you have to go all in no matter what. Even if you're three and four, uh, you're going to be losing Aaron Donald in two years. And I don't see the point in kind of laying down the white flag for this year and keeping your picks. Like, we're going to be depleted no matter what, and we're going to have to make big moves. That's why I've always supported going for someone like McCaffrey, going for someone like Brian Burns, uh, even though I don't think Burns is actually available. But, like, Chubb would be an interesting decision, even though he's a one-year rental. Uh, it, where do you think the Rams land, Zach? And do you think they're going to make any trades? Could this be kind of wish casting and we go into Monday and they don't do anything? You know, I, I coming back from some of the press conferences that we had this week, I mean, one of them was from McVeigh, and he was asked point blank, you know, where are we at with the trade deadline? Um, he, that day, you know, everyone is kind of smirking that, you know, that he gave a smirk after he says, hey, we have nothing in the, we don't have anything in the works with us, but you never know. Um, and I actually think that was kind of true. I mean, obviously nothing has come out since that happened, I think on Wednesday, uh, we're recording on Friday. Um, so... <clears throat> I I think that we we're going to wait till Monday. I don't think any news is going to break between now and um mon- until Monday. Um I think we're going to, you know, if if we want to look at somebody like Chubb, I think we're going to have to see how the Broncos do. If the Broncos lose another game, I think it's a better chance that we might be able to pick up someone um like him. I'm not saying that we couldn't even if they win, um but I think we're looking at some of these other uh teams to see if um if they're if what their records like and you know is it going to be more valuable or less valuable depending on that i mean it, it's all it's all trading away picks and um you know they're they're going to be very strategic on how they do that not to mention the team itself is a little not completely cap strapped uh, we have ways to work around it but waiting another week is one more week you don't have to pay that player's salary on whatever you agree on, right? And, and so, especially if it's if, if we're looking at Friday, I mean, there's no reason to pick someone yeah. up when they're not going to play on Sunday. Yeah, they no one will go out there and be able to play effectively on a new team. Even one week, it's very hard. Like, almost no player can do that. I mean, we, very saw that with, we saw that with Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. I mean, yes, he played and he didn't do a terrible job, but you know, he he wasn't in there long enough to know all the plays and be in there for the period of time that he's used to because of that unfamiliarity with the 49ers playbook. Uh, not to mention, talking about Brian Burns, the Panthers did come out and say they got offered two future first-round picks and they turned it down. <laughs> Zach, how much... Which is let's let, let's be honest. We know that was the Rams, right? Can we all agree that no other team offered both future first round picks? And if you're willing to do that, you would offer your first round pick this year if you had one. I think so, and I think you know the and some of the things that I've heard across the way is that the Rams were going to do that because then they could start thinking about building a team around him instead of you know building the team around Aaron Donald because eventually you know in the next 
you know, two to three years, we're going to lose Aaron Donald and they're going to have to start thinking about, all right, now how do, who's the next player that we kind of build our team around, build our defense around. Um, and so finding those, um, those players is going to be crucial. And I think that could have been a, a Burns uh, thought. Do you think he's worth trading our second this year in the two future first? It's hard to say. I mean, the one problem with the NFL, and we've seen it time and time again this year, is that one injury can just completely make or break. I think he's an I think he's an excellent player, and I think he could uh, be great with the Rams. Um, but it's so hard to kind of guess what the future is. I mean, if it's in a perfect world and you know no injuries, I think you he, he would be he would be great. Um, but you also have to think of you know you have to think about everything, and I I tend to do, and that may be some reasons why I wouldn't always throw away high picks. But um, but yeah, I think he's a great player, and I think he's worth uh, you know a high value that that that's being asked for. I think you have to ask yourself: Are you going in the next two years in the first round or the second round next year? Are you going to find a Brian Burns talent? Not very easily, right? Like, um, and if you can get him and take out that risk, um, and you're trying to win now, and you get him with Aaron Donald for two years, I think that's a slam dunk. Uh, again, I'd rather trade for an offensive player right now. I think the defense is fine. I understand the arguments that if we had a good pass rush, we would definitely have a top five defense. I understand that. And that's why I'm like, I get why people want Brian Burns. And I do see, like, how that can work out in the long term, especially with AD leaving in two years. Um, So I think it would be a good move. I just never thought he was available. And it kind of shows the Panthers turning him down. And the the Rams are now in the market. And there's rumors of them talking to the Broncos and also the Jaguars about Josh Allen. I, it just kind of tells me they're past uh, Brian Burns, and I, the Panthers aren't going to really deal him unless if someone comes out with a ridiculous offer. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's kind of talk about Cam Akers uh, real quick. Zach, what's uh, we asked this last week, what is going on with Cam Akers? Not playing for a second week in a row. Uh, it seems like he's not going to be a Ram after this week. I mean, it, it it's it's so crazy. Um, you would think someone would have picked him up by now, but I think at the same time, um, and they've and they've done this before. I mean, kind of with uh, with Goff and and things like that, where I don't know how much value they're going to get out of Acres as, as far as you know, uh, getting picks and things like that, just because a of six how, rounder. Yeah, I mean, a six I mean, rounder at most. At most, and. You know, for a player who, you know, in 2020 was like, uh, you know, looking to be a star studded running back. It's crazy to think that 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 things have completely uh, become so broken that he's not even practicing with the team right now, Um, even though there have been, you know, McVeigh has been open saying, I don't think. You know, we're, we're completely closed the door on that option. He could come back, but right now we're kind of seeking a trade, which is... It, um, that's coach talk for saying we're not going to outright cut him, so you guys better offer a trade now because we'll just keep him on the roster and just waste a roster spot if it means no one's going to try to trade for him because they think we're going to cut him anyways. 
down. So I don't know. I mean, there's reports on, you know, the reason is he's acting more like a uh, pro bowler uh, veteran than he is at what he's been, which is not performing great. Um, so who knows what the, what the issue is, you know, I kind of feel bad for acres in some ways, um, you know, especially just not being able to play. I mean, he can't even put anything on tape to show them that show other teams that, you know, he, he still has <clears throat> his ability to, to run the ball and, uh, efficiently. So, and just not to, to not even have another weapon for the Rams is, is, is just kind of, is kind of crazy, but, um, I trust in McVeigh. McVeigh knows what he's doing. He's he's brought us to the promised land, and um, so we're just gonna have to trust in McVeigh and trust in Snead and uh, see where the things go. Yeah. Um, ultimately, we don't know what's going on with him. We don't know uh, his reasoning, and it's up to him whether or not he wants to put that out there or not. I tend to be most of the time player oriented. Uh, versus team oriented when it comes to stuff like this. I I think values are con- consistently undervalued by the team. Um, by most teams, it's not just a Rams thing. Uh, so whether or not he's in the wrong or in the right, uh, I hope he gets an opportunity somewhere where he can shine and uh, you know continue his career. Uh, let's kind of go straight into quarter three and kind of preview the 49ers. Uh, yeah, the 49ers a little beat up Zach, uh, but again, that has not stopped them. I believe one of the games last year, they were missing like half of their starters and they still beat us. I think that was our first game against them. Uh, I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have um, Trent Williams the first time around. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, it's just one of those things where, the 49ers seem to always – they just play super well against the Rams, whether they're, you know, great or not. It just it just seems like they just always have the Rams number. Yeah, I mean, their scheme is very oriented uh, to counter what McVay does. They have uh, <clears throat> really good personnel to do it too, great linebackers. That's a huge part about countering the kind of outside zone run and the play action off of that. Uh, just very well-built team, especially against us. And the question is, uh, are we going to adjust? Are we going to adjust our defense to kind of counter that quick passing game? Because there's no point in pass rush because they're throwing it under like two two seconds against us. They don't do that against other teams, but they do that against us, and it consistently works. They do a lot of screens and a lot of quick passes. So, like, all right make Jimmy G leave some of that open downfield and make Jimmy G beat you with his arm. He does not do that often against other teams. So if he can happen to have an off game against us for once and our defense plays the shorter stuff and tries to focus on the run and the quick passes, you know, if they beat us, they beat us doing that. But you got to make them uncomfortable, and I feel like we play into their game plan way more than we should. Another problem is we start off slow against the 49ers consistently. We always go down against them, and they are just a team built to ride a lead. Uh, They are not very well built to handle uh, coming back, especially like in the NFC Championship. Uh, Once we got a lead, they struggled mightily because they had to throw. 
and that's when we could actually put pressure and cause them to get off their game plan. Uh, Zach, what, what do you think are the keys to beating the 49ers this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. It, it's not like our defense isn't playing bad, really bad against the 49ers. The problem is that they're staying on the field too long. Um, you know, you, you mentioned it. They they tend to do short passes. They do the screens, um, you know, quick throws to get the ball out of Jimmy G's hands. And, you know, the Rams have not always been set up to, to do that. Um, and the, But the Rams just have to play. They have to play better in, in the defense. There's so many times where we're getting into, you know, they're really good against like third and short. Um, you know, throw it in one, third and two to stop the run and stop that. But they're really bad at like the third and 13s, which seems to, it always comes up, I feel like, in the 49ers games once or twice where it's third and 13, third and 16. And somehow Jimmy G is able to, do, you know, do a screen pass that, you know, keeps the middle of the field open. And, you know, now they got a first down and you're just like, what is happening? Um, and so I, I think feel the- like a 50 yard Debo touchdown is almost required against us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly how it seems. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think the key for the defensive side is to, you know, keep, keep the pressure on Jimmy G um, try to prevent that short game and get off the field. Um, the, but the Rams also have to make sure that they're all, their defense stays off the field for a period of time. Like, yes, it's good to say we can get you, we can get three and out, you know, whatever, um, you know, a short, short window of possession for the, 49ers offense but really our offense needs to play well so that their offense so that the 49ers offense isn't coming back on the field um because we want to keep our offense on as long as possible and score those touchdowns so um so as far as the defense goes playing that short keeping that short game uh really tight um I think that will that will improve making sure we tackle um that seems always to be a problem against uh, the 49ers as well, you know, making sure that Devo doesn't break two tackles. Um, so that, as far as defensive goes, that's probably my keys to win for there. Mm-hmm. Well, Zach, uh, who you have winning? Well, it's tough. And I mean, it all, it obviously depends on a lot of matchups. Obviously I feel like for me, I, I think the the Rams are so tired of this, this narrative of, you know, we're always, uh, you know, we're always out. But the problem I feel like we also have is that McVay has that in his head. And so he's going to do, sometimes he overthinks the situation and he will try, try, try um, when he just needs to take a step back, be his creative self um, and just, just play the game like he would anybody else and not be super worried about that 0-6 regular season or 0 and Oh, and seven regular season record that that's currently going on with them. Uh, I almost feel like he should give Liam the play calling duties for these games. And it, it, it might make sense. And we'll, we'll kind of, um, we'll kind of see how that goes. Do you, so do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to play a huge role against, um, against this? Mm-hmm. This game? Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think. I mean, we saw him during when they faced Carolina. He was a big reason why they ran down the field in the opening drive. After that, the Rams kind of seemed to be able to prevent him from doing anything else. I don't know how they're going to use him in their system, first of all. I think 
they're going to try to do a lot of screen stuff with him. Uh, probably not overly complicated because he's only been there for two weeks. So he can only in process so fast. So we're not getting the full like McCaffrey 49ers treatment yet, luckily. Uh, I think in four weeks, he's going to be a lot more like dynamic and dangerous in that offense. Right now, they're going to do more basic runs with him, maybe some simple screens. So I, I expect to see stuff like that. Um, do I think he's going to make a huge imprint? Um, I think he's going to be crucial. I, he's going to get a lot of uh, first downs for him that um, I think they would have struggled to otherwise. So I, I think he will play a factor. It won't be a huge factor. I think Devo's going to be more of a big uh, key to them winning than anyone else. So so going off that then, what about Jalen Ramsey? I mean, so during the week four matchup, Samuel Debo was not even targeted a single time when Ramsey was in coverage, was in his coverage. I mean, again, um, they don't even need to do anything with depth. Like everything they gave him was short screen passes or directly handing it off to him in creative sweeps and motions. So... Like, and our defense has played into it. Um, I think our offense has had a big issue with uh, kind of letting up and not doing anything and not trying to change and uh, kind of adapt. And the 49ers offense is just humming along, and our defense just kind of keeps on doing the same high shell, give them 15-yard buffers when they're throwing screens constantly uh, and quick passes. So... We'll see. Okay. Well, so kind of, so we've talked about the offense. Let's go to our, the defense. Let's talk to the offense a little bit. So this is, we're kind of getting, like we talked about the top, we're kind of getting a somewhat, you know, more stable, um, you know, slightly into the better hands of healthier um, offensive line with bringing Brian Allen back to the mix. So our offensive starting um, offensive line is going to be left tackle, um, Alaric Jackson, left guard Bobby Evans, center Brian Allen, right guard Ode Abushi, and then right tackle Rob Havenstein, who is the only O line who has played starting O liner who's played every game so far. What is what is your um, thinking behind like how well do you think this offensive line is going to play, especially with kind of um, Alaric Jackson kind of moving into that left tackle role? Uh, for Joe Noteboom, and then him kind of facing off against uh, the like Nick Bosa. Uh, I think he took Noteboom's job, to be honest. Um, I mean, that's his natural role as being, you know, in that tackle position compared yeah, to where he, he was. He looks fantastic as a tackle. He really does. Um, he even looks good as a guard. Um, so I, I kind of hope they trade for someone like Isaiah Wynn. Um, we could put win at left tackle in Alaric for this year at left guard. And next year, I would be perfectly fine with him starting at left tackle. I just want to stop seeing Bobby Evans on this line. Don't get me wrong. I think he's fine practice squad player, but he should not be starting consistently. Um, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. He constantly gives up pressures and sacks every game, and that's going to cause us issues. Uh, a lot of our turnovers have came off of him giving up pressure. So I just, 
I think they will be better than the last three weeks. Um, but that's not saying much. They haven't been great. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I mean, the last time that the, in week four, when they faced them, uh, the 49ers got seven sacks on Stafford. Um, so this, this all- is a better line than that game. For sure. I, the offensive line just has to play better to give, to give them more time. If not, they need to adjust quickly. And I think sometimes Stafford tends to stay in the pocket too long and he needs to, he needs to roll out. I feel like a little bit more to give himself more time. Um, and plus give him the option to throw away the ball when he's needed. Because as we saw, um, you know, even in the, even in the, I think it was the last game where he didn't necessarily get out of the pocket fully before he threw the ball away. And he was, we had it, we were backed up even further. Did we um, lose two or three of our linemen that 49ers game? I know we lost no boom. And uh, we, we lost no boom in the Panthers game. Oh, it was the beginning of the Panthers game. Okay. Yeah. Then we must've lost the guard. We lost our guard then. I think I think so. I think I think you're right for that one. We've had too many O-line injuries to keep track of. Yeah. So hopefully we have none this game. We stay healthy. Also, shout out to Ibushi. I think he's done solid too. Well, he hasn't been kind of like standout like Jackson, where Jackson just looks like a starter. I think Ibushi's proving to be a quality depth piece, kind of like how uh, Noteboom would whenever he came in at guard. For sure. Um, some other notes is that because we got Matt Skura, uh, he's now the backup to Brian Allen uh, while Coleman Shelton is still out, uh, which means that they put Jeremiah Coloni back into the practice squad. Um, you know, Coloni did a, a great job uh, for what he was – he did a good job for what he was kind of thrown in to do. So uh, just big shout-out to him for taking that opportunity. And at least the Rams – found it at least worthy to keep him kind of, you know, in the system by putting him back onto the practice squad. I mean, I like him better than Bobby Evans. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think Coloni was a guard or maybe he was a center, but um, but anyways, it's it's good to that he's at least, you know, for kind of what he did, that he's still kind of with this team and not just put back into, you know, the police academy and things like that. Um, other than the offensive line, who do you think is going to, who's going to step up or who's going to make the, who's going to be the star, um, of this offense this week? Um, I actually think it could be Rivers if we end up, uh, Ronnie Rivers, if Henderson keeps on having issues with this illness, um, even then I think he's probably going to get elevated because I don't think they just want. Um, I I really don't think they just want two backs. They've done they've rolled with it before, but that's with Henderson Acres, uh, not just. I don't know. I I think Ronnie Rivers could play a key role, and then uh, Cup. I mean, again, the offense kind of rolls through Cup when he has a bad day. The offense tends to have a bad day. Uh, hopefully we can start having that wide receiver to kind of raise up to the situation if Cup can't ball out completely like he normally does. Um, 
And that's why Van Jefferson will be a big piece. I feel like it'll be either the running back, the head running back, or uh, Van Jefferson that wins us this game. Yeah, I think Van Jefferson's going to make a crucial play. Um, even if not, I mean, it just gives the Rams another weapon and another uh, person that they're going to have to keep their eye on. Um, especially when I think Van Jefferson probably could have came back maybe, you know, even the week before the bye week, but just because they needed that availability because of the online issues, they decided just to put him on a, that short-term IR um, so that they uh, that he was a so he made him unavailable until this week. Um, but Cooper Cup's going to have to face uh, Jimmy Ward this time around. Um, he did not have to during week four, which he caught 14 passes for 122 yards. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting and in seeing if uh, Jimmy Ward can kind of prevent some of that. Um, prevent some of that Cooper Cup um, action, even though it's the the matchup still favor is it more in favor in Cup's spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, other than that, uh, any other notable um, uh, injury reports that we should keep our eyes on as we head into Sunday? Uh, I think Eric Armstead is out, so. Um... Uh, we'll see if that kind of helps out our O-line a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, um, the 49ers are a little limping into this game injury-wise, but that hasn't stopped them before. And I just I just don't see this offense being good enough to overcome their defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so what is it? Uh, so Debo Samuels is – under he has not participated in the last two days for a hamstring injury but i think if they i mean there's no reason if he's not you know mostly available that he's he's not going to play um and well then, typically i would say it's like 85 percent of the time or something like that if you don't practice both thursday and friday you won't play because that's indicating that the team feels like you're not healthy yeah, I think the only exception to that would be what concussion concussion protocol. Yeah, um, concussion is time. separate; its own separate kind of monster. Um, and then their fullback. Um, yeah, he's out too. He, he's out. Yeah. Okay, so some some of their weapons uh, seem to be you know hit a little bit, so maybe that might be in the Rams' favor. I mean, if if Debo for some reason is out, which we'll find out. I mean, we're doing this before the Friday. Um, injury report comes out. We'll we'll see how that goes, but um, we expect him to play and you know be a big factor to that team. If Debo is out, expect him to run the ball a lot. <clears throat> um, so going so going back to your previous question on who who I think the Rams are, or who I think is going to win this game, um, you know I you know we always say this is a podcast for the fans by the fans. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go in that we are going to win. Um, it is going to be 21-17. I think it will be 16-20 49ers. I just see this game being kind of like a a brawl for most of it, and I think they kind of pull away in the fourth quarter. Okay. Awesome. Well, the only other news that really kind of came out this week was just um, – you know, this, this whole debate going back on, should you be on turf or should you be on grass? And, um, Cooper kept was trying to be as diplomatic as he possibly could and just says he likes to play on the grass. 
which is understandable coming from his injury. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the other injuries that have been happening over the last uh, several years on turf fields. These teams make millions and millions off of these players. And it would cost only like a million per stadium to upkeep grass. I'm sorry. Like, it's ridiculous that the NFL uses turf with the amount of money. I can understand some colleges, uh, especially smaller schools, not being able to afford to upkeep grass. These NFL teams don't have the excuses, and turf has been proven to cause more soft tissue injuries. This shouldn't be a debate. Uh, this shouldn't be an issue. The only the only group of people that actively don't want to see uh, grass is NFL ownership because they don't want to pay for it. I mean, I don't – so I don't – I mean, I, I get why the grass is better and things like that. But how does it work for, like, maintaining in, like, a dome or, a, like, an enclosed area where there's no there's no sunlight or anything like that? Is it more difficult? I, I would assume it's way more difficult to maintain grass. I mean, it will keep it drier so it's not a muddy pit, but it might be hard to upkeep those that are in a dome. Uh, yes, it's harder because you have to uh, ship the grass back in and then kind of maintain it. Gotcha. And then remove it after the game. But half of these stadiums are anyways uh, preparing for grass because of the World Cup in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a – they are not in, the, not in a few weeks, sorry. In a few years uh, because the U.S. is hosting the World Cup. Uh, and that's a thing that they have to do uh, to qualify for hosting the World Cup is to have grass fields. They don't allow turf. Um and these NFL stadiums that are going to be hosting these big games in four years has to do that. So they're going to have to do it anyways eventually. Uh, that's one of the contentions about SoFi because SoFi was technically too small to host in a, uh, sorry World Cup games. So, uh, yeah, that's my uh, kind of grass rant. Uh, it kind of drives me nuts because these teams w- make way too much money to complain about it. Cool. Any final thoughts? No, no. Uh, big game. This is going to kind of be the linch point to the season for both teams. If you look at the records, 49ers being 3-4, and four, going 3-5 and five is very hard to get back from. Um, they did something similar last year, but that's very rare, right? Not a lot of teams can get back from 3-5. and five. Uh, The Rams, same thing. Uh, going three and four, while it's not as bad as three and five, it's still with how hard our schedule is, um, it's equivalent to a three and five for most regular teams. We have a lot of difficult teams coming up. We don't have any gimmies. Uh, we've already lost one game that we should have won in the Cowboys game. So, like, we don't have any margin of error. Uh, so we have to win this and – you know, uh, it's going to decide our season. It's going to decide if we trade for some players. Uh, it's going to be interesting times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I was just kind of looking through Twitter because Sean McVay is giving his kind of presser as we're wrapping up this conversation. Uh, doesn't seem to be any big news. Uh, Brandon Powell is going to be listed as questionable today, but is expected to play. Kyron Williams is definitely not going to be activated. Um, so 
and Sean McVay, uh, it's noted that he expects a normal workload for Jefferson on Sunday. So, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, hopefully the Rams play better than they have before. Um, so really looking forward to this game, um, even though it's also you always kind of dread going into 49ers week. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this episode of East Coast Rams podcast. Yeah, a little YouTube. bit shorter. Well, sorry. Uh, also announcing our YouTube channel. That oh, yeah. Go ahead and plug that real quick. Uh, yeah, we're, we're starting up a, a YouTube channel. We'll be throwing the pods up there if you guys want to subscribe and follow. We'll do some short uh, video content on there, too, from time to time. We may end up doing a video podcast. That kind of depends on uh, kind of how our schedules go. Uh, me and Zach, we work full-time jobs, so it's hard uh, sometimes to get together, but depending on how things go and all that fun stuff, uh, we'll be doing some more video content, so you can follow that. Uh, we'll post updates on there, too, and uh, we're just trying to uh, keep up a really good brand. Uh, Zach's been a great partner, and uh, hopefully we can provide some good entertainment for you guys. Yeah, and I think... Um... Especially if you if you guys want us to do a video podcast, please you know share and subscribe um, this podcast. That what the more people who are interested in the podcast, uh, we are going to definitely put a lot more effort into this. Um, but yeah, with that, it's kind of a shorter episode this week. Um, you know, just kind of preparing for the 49ers. And so yeah, so that's going to conclude this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. You can always send your questions and feedback to feedback at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find our main podcast or the podcast uh, Twitter account is at East Coast Rams. Um, and then our personal Twitters, mine is at Zach Mayer and Ashton's is at Rams Fan Ashton One. Uh, appreciate everyone who, who consistently uh, converses with us on the Twitters. Um, it's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of good conversations up there. Um, and then everyone who's listening to the pod, it's just, it's just great. Um, we're getting good feedback. It's, it's really exciting. All the things that we get to do and we're looking forward to do. Uh, so if you please share this podcast with your friends and family, um, share this with other Rams fans, share this on Twitter. Um, and let's keep spreading the word. Um, this is a podcast for the fans by the fans. Um, so yeah, we appreciate all the support we can get. So let's get this done on Sunday, get this, 49ers curse away from us and uh, get the big W. So see you guys on Sunday, Ramley. Horns up.